The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Namaste. Welcome to the Conscious Combo Podcast. I am your host and teacher, Pippa Leslie. I'm here to share everything I learn, see, and channel. This podcast is for the conscious and curious beings who are ready to dive deeper into spirituality. I am so grateful you are here. Well, hello guys. Welcome back to another Conscious Convo episode. I've started to set intentions before I bring on the guests and I've loved it because I think it's so beautiful to set an intention. So I'm just going to close my eyes and I'm going to help just, just close your eyes wherever you are, as long as you're not driving. And I just wanted to just bring in an intention for this episode. With the beautiful soul that I'm talking with today, Please allow any of the guidance and wisdom that is meant to be shared today with anyone that is listening. Allow the people who are listening to us today to take away that guidance and wisdom to help them on their journey, to support them wherever they are on their journey. And please, God, just allow me and the guests today to fully bring ourselves, our authentic selves, and whatever wisdom we are meant to share today to help the world to ascend, to heal, and to grow. And so it is, and so it is, and so it is. Well, hello, Lisa Black. How are you today? Hello, Pippa Leslie. I am yeah, filled with radiance and joy. It's, it's so beautiful to co-create and collaborate with you. I am a fan of your work and everything that you're putting out into the world. And so I feel, yeah, the elation of the privilege it will be to dance beside you for this time. I do actually want to dance with you again, like I did at the Femme Business <laughs> event that time. <laughs> I just I love want- how many people yeah, ask. I want to dance with you. And I'm like, I'm here for it. Like, yes, let's dance together. I want to touch on dance actually while it's on the topic because dance was always uncomfortable for me. I would, and it is for a lot of women, isn't it? I had to be drunk to dance. It was always a really uncomfortable thing for me to do when I was out with friends. I would be like, you know, I'd look, think people are looking at me and I'd just be like shaming myself all the time until I started to heal and be around women and men who see me for who I am. 
like that event with you, you know, a few months ago when I just got to just dance and just be free and not like be judged in that moment. And that's what you created for me. So I want to say thank you for that. Such a joy. I adore this idea of co-creating sanctuary because all of us are emerging from a space where we were judged and criticized and ridiculed by some as well as accepted and embraced and adored by others. And I think that polarity of experience is just deeply confusing for all of us. Why is it that with one person I'm like this incredible creature and with someone else I'm despicable and unworthy of their presence? And this kind of self-devotion to really stay with us is why dance has become such a devotional ritual for me that when we are feeling and being in the emergence of who we're becoming I find that if I can really allow my spirit or my soul to puppeteer my body that it's a way that I can get out of trying to be the mind in control of the soul and so dance is kind of the surrender for me and and I've created so much safety and permission that whatever weird movement or if I get a fat roll in a particular place or my ass looks huge huge from a particular angle that I can just be with it and just absolutely allow all of that to fall away because if you can do that in one moment in dance you can do it anywhere and this is a a huge source of liberation for me in my life so hearing you felt free I'm like mission accomplished Pippa yeah you, you you speak my language always like you posted a few days ago about body and I just been talking to my personal trainer this morning about, you know, owning your body with confidence, no matter what size you're at. And that's the key to self-love and that's the key to honoring who you are. And I think it just got me thinking about how, like, you know, as a woman for me in general has been like, I need to lose weight. I need to look this size or I need to have this type of skin or, and just you writing that post was exactly what I was feeling years ago and I just started to let go and it creeps in every now and then you know them insecurities creep in at times as they do and I acknowledge them and I acknowledge how I feel and how I see myself and I have to remind myself that I am a beautiful person and beautiful soul and I've chosen this beautiful body to live in throughout my life but I want you to introduce yourself Lisa about you know what you do for this world the work you're creating and how you're helping the world. You know, I just think it's beautiful, the work you do and meeting you for the first time and then watching you from socials has been beautiful. Well, thank you so much. And I I, I just want to pause for a moment with this, you know, way that you're expressing the acknowledgement that's so key to really landing at home in our body. And, and thank you so much for your story and your transparent experience because I feel like the more of us that can contribute that, it really does extend to those women who are are really in that journey of wanting to deepen into that as well. So introducing myself, yeah, I coined the title A Heart and Business Amplifier because for me it's been seven years now of guiding people in their businesses, but I don't do it in a conventional way at all. I'm known as being a rebel and a permission granter. And for me, when we overemphasize the value of our business expression, we undermine the power of who we are. And this is where I adapted my title to include a heart amplifier, because everything about who I am wants to expand who you are, wants to enlarge your eccentricity and your uniqueness. 
and really be devoted that you feel so safe to embolden your sense of identity and the calling that you're following through your business expression. I love that. I love the word amplify because it just, it's soft, but it's powerful. You know, it's just, yeah, it's beautiful. And I think touching on our personal stories, you know, like we spoke about this off air before we press record, you know, I've been going through so many challenges this year, but I want to see them as gifts because I have tried to replace the word as test, you know, like the God's testing you, the universe is testing you. And I I've changed the word to gifting me, gifting me opportunities to go deeper in myself, you know, gifting me opportunities to be kinder, gifting me opportunities to look within and find more compassion or find more healing, you know? And I think, like we said, all these emotions that we feel as a human being, the scale is huge, you know, from obviously down below the anger, sadness, grief to joy, happiness, contentment, this range of scale. Like I actually been sat with it this week of like gratitude that we get to like the polarity, we get to feel both ends of the spectrum, you know, how it feels to be like, you know, top of the world, happy, joyous. And then to feel grief and anger and sadness and how it feels in the body and how it makes you feel in yourself. And it's been difficult for me to feel anger because I've never been an angry person, but I also was, you know, suppressing parts of me that wanted to be pissed off that wanted to, you know, say she was a bitch to me or they were, they were mean to me because saying those things out loud would make me feel like, Oh, I'm going to be labeled a bitch. I'm going to be labeled, you know, not kind, lovely pip anymore. So moving through those emotions as well. And like, you know, how have you found that Lisa? Like obviously inspiration for me and inspiration for our listeners. Yeah. Ooh, anger and rage are just the most despicable, despised emotion to emerge from those of us with female bodies. You know, women have really held the brunt of being, postured in this you know eternal mother archetype where we are all giving all loving all compassion and not permitted any self-advocacy or boundaries and this is um, a fast education that everyone's going through that we are not able to disrespect women in the way that was once permissible and I really honor the courage to really call some of your experiences gifts because they have been openings to feelings that have really required you to reevaluate your relationship with yourself in these parts. And I feel the gift that that is sitting with you now and really honor and acknowledge that that was so uncomfortable. And I feel like, um, yeah, the anger for me was awoken as I saw vulnerable innocence really um, disrespected and taken advantage of and dealt with cruelly and sometimes for us there's certain scenarios that kind of quake and crack these internal safe keepings and safeguardings against the parts that could feel angry that when we see particular people suffering it will awaken an earthquake that shatters the illusion of who we thought we were and that was what happened for me I 
was definitely disrespected. I was, I definitely encountered misogyny like thousands and thousands of times, but I kind of just dealt with it, right? I, I didn't, I felt um, the inconvenience and I felt the irritation and the frustration, but rage was really looking at the vulnerable innocence that I saw taken advantage of. And I really want to emphasize that life is loving us to bring forward scenes and scenarios that allow us to comprehend that no one is allowed to be treated that way. Most importantly, not ourselves. Mm. Yeah, I hate all of that. I think it's the, we put so much pressure on ourselves to feel a certain way, to act a certain way, you know, to change who we are, like you said before, in in front of different people. And it's sometimes the fear of actually being seen, you know, fully seen as who you are. I said that to my husband last night. I'm in a relationship like you, Lisa, where your husband's just, you know, so receptive to your healing and sees you and listens with compassion and just gets you on another level. And I can't hide anything from my husband. Like he knows how I feel. He knows what I'm thinking. It's like really insane. And he just said, I see you at your core. I I see your soul. Like you are just this beautiful, compassionate, kind, loving person. I said, yeah, I am. But there is that part of me, that little girl in me that, you know, because kids are so egocentric, they think everything's about them. You know, it's like, and listening to the little girl in me, especially my parents are here now from the UK. And when I'm with them, when I'm around them physically, I'm like a little girl. I want to be hugged by my dad. I want to be like looked after by my mom. And they're doing loads of jobs in the house right now. And it's just amazing. I'm like, just do whatever you need to do to be parents. And I'm just integrating being around them and how I can see the change in me already with the, with them being here physically and that little girl in me just like I just feel like a little girl wants to be looked after and that's really nice and I said that to my husband last night I said I'm just going through some emotional things right now and I just need some emotional support from you and some patience he said okay whatever you need and I asked did he did he need anything did, did you need anything from me and having having that question asked and answered is just really beautiful in a relationship in a friendship in a relationship with a family member you know to have to have a level of emotional maturity to say hey what do you need in this moment what can I give you in this moment you know just from the pureness of my heart and that's been definitely something I've worked through over the last few days you know going through the challenging things I've gone through this year like we spoke about before we press record of my miscarriage, my losing both my father-in-laws to my house being broken into. All these things have just just felt like on my shoulders so heavy. I'm moving through the anger of that too and the resentment and actually realizing that everything that we actually go through, even though it is a challenge, is a gift, is a gift to grow, is a gift to heal, is a gift to go deeper within. I actually said out loud two weeks ago, and it felt so liberating to say it. Yeah, I said to my husband, Chris, you know, Chris, if our house breaking had to be a catalyst for the community to come together, as in a track, because no one's ever been like that on the street. They've all been kind of separate. 
I said, if we were meant to be the catalyst for us all to come together as like tribe, to look after each other, to come together, to see one another, to hold space for one another, I'm happy that I was that catalyst. And it was like, it just felt so powerful to say that because I think you can, you have a choice to either sit in the grief and sit in the resentment and sit in the anger and allow it to ruin your day, your week, your month, your year. But it's okay still to be angry and it's okay still to see the gift in what that is teaching you. And that was a huge revelation for me. And saying it out loud to my husband, he was like, oh yeah, how like, that's what we do. We see the good in things. We look for the good in things because there's always a blessing in something that's challenging. And I'm so grateful I get to see life that way. So enriching and I'm so moved by the reciprocity and the real transparency of being able to ask for your needs to be met and to be able to bask in the bounty of your parents, you know, giving you all of this love and for you to see, you know, the the support of this community rallying around you. I feel like it's allowed you to receive more love than maybe you would have thought was appropriate. And I think it's nice to have that kind of limitation and barrier broken where we can actually welcome in more, you know, support than we've kind of known was maybe available for us. I feel like this is another side. And yeah, there's kind of something in my mind as I hear you talk, because when you speak into anger and reconciling anger, you're going into the blessings and the gifts and the beauty. And I feel like I'm basking in a rose garden. And what's interesting is that I end up representing the polarity of whoever I'm beside. So if I can represent a polarity for you, would that be fun, Pippa? (laughs) You know, really unlocking the bounty of anger, we can go in all different directions. And so you've really reflected this higher direction so beautifully. And the way that I was able to really move through the anger and transmute it was by going lower and stepping into my animal body and my beastly self. And for me, really recognizing the traps and snares and the imprisonment of how other people want to lock me into positions that put them in a beneficial position, even though I'm left in servitude, um, really was this source of awakening, this kind of animal self that was entirely cast out, was really unacceptable and unworthy. And for those that are familiar with shadow, this was definitely one of the parts that was relegated and exiled and for me to embrace her and to see her sniff the air and to see her looking within all directions and treading lightly to sense and perceive any traps or any snares and that kind of descending to my baser primal kind of raw animalistic self I realized how free I am that I can do that you know, I'm dancing as I say this now because the moment that I can go up into the blessings and the beauty and the expansion and down kind of into this primal rage where we don't um, create any judgment around a wild animal defending themselves because we go, they deserve to be free. Likewise, I deserve to be free. Pippa, you deserve to be free and everyone does. And there's a lot of freedom to be excavated in these kind of descended darker aspects of ourselves. 
that some would judge that I have found sacred and holy. Talking about freedom, I know you've got a rose with you right now. I'd love to you to tell the analogy around the rose, you know, setting yourself free from the heaviness. Yeah, well, these um, roses were received from the Tiawamudu Rose Gardens yesterday. And because they're so big, I mean, this rose is definitely the circumference of both of my palms put together that it was just capturing so much rain that it had become so heavy and you know Pippa you use the analogy of rainfall like heavy emotion you know grief and sadness and despair can really weigh us down and this beautiful rose was actually so bent down low and heavy that actually snapped off the stem and I, I love to honor gardens when I'm there and never to pick or receive flowers but these were broken on the ground and for me we do find ourselves really broken and and disconnected from our old ways of being we just can't keep up the pretense of how we used to handle some of the grief and sadness and for me this is really an act of surrender is really my affirmation as life is loving me and we heard that through this experience of what you've really passed through with your miscarriage and the death of two father-in-laws and your house break and that for me to surrender into the view that life is loving me, it, it allows a new possibility and new freedom that we're, we're starting to become more entrained and aware of how could this be love rather than that instinctual, why am I being punished? Why am I being tested? This isn't fair. I don't like it. Life's against me. When am I going to have something come in my favor? And like you said, that can really build up that resistance resentment and anger that we're then then cascading that emotion over our loved ones over our community over the people that we care about and so the surrender of just you know like hanged man if anyone's familiar with the tarot is really being in that incredible acceptance of surrender and so much magic can unfold from that place as you were speaking, uh, so I want to talk about something that happened this morning. So my husband, Chris, has a podcast and it's All Creatures podcast. And every week he releases, you know, species or an interview. And he gets some incredible people on there who like work for Nat Geo, who release all these beautiful animal documentaries. And I edit his podcast and I was editing the podcast this morning and it was an interview he had at the weekend and they were trying to capture a blue whale giving birth or you know, and a whale giving birth because it's so it's so rare to be able to capture that. And while the team is, you know, on the ocean and the divers are under the sea and, you know, obviously all the teams around, they saw a whale that was just encapsulated in nets. And it was so entangled in nets that, and I haven't watched this. I was just listening to her, you know, Chris watched this prior to the interview because he got, you know, be able to watch it prior to this. I was just listening to her because he asked about it. And it just was a big reminder of me of, there's, a, there's an element to this, what is the whole point of what we're talking about. This whale was so weak she just lost so much of her. Like she, she was starving. She was weak. She knew she she was dying, and she was calling out for help. She was calling out for help, which is ultimately a beautiful thing to call for help. 
And the tiger sharks were obviously surrounding her because that's nature. They know she's weak. And as I talk, as I, I'm saying this, I'm getting goosebumps through my whole body. So nature's happening. So tiger sharks are surrounding her, waiting for her to basically die and waiting for the right moment to go in. And she's calling for help because they can detect the sound waves. And this young male comes to her and he bats off the tiger sharks with his, his tail. And this, when I listened to this, it made me tear up so much. And she was so weak and so tired and so starving. She couldn't get to the surface to breathe because of the nets holding her down. The young male whale went underneath her and lifted her to the surface. And when I listened to that, and it's making me teary now to speak in it because it's such a beautiful thing to see. That nature does that without even thinking because, you know, and that's what I'm trying to be an advocate for is kindness, compassion, you know, and if someone's crying for help, you know, I straight into kindness, I'm straight into how can I help them? But also to bring it back is that, you know, doing it for yourself, you know, bringing yourself, because when you're heavy in those emotions, it feels like you're drowning. It feels like you're heavy and you can't breathe when you're in those trauma responses and your nervous system is just, so if you can bring yourself back to the surface to just breathe, whether you do that alone or whether you do that with, you know, like you said, the whale helping you, like a friend, a coach, a therapist, a family member, your husband, your wife, it's important to, again, that kindness in everything you're going through. Because like I said, it takes me back to feeling anger and feeling resentment and despair for me is really uncomfortable because it's not in my nature to feel those things. But when I do feel them, I ask for the help and I ask for the support because it's normal to feel those things. We're a human being, you know, we're spiritual beings having a human experience, but through those emotions. And when she told that story this morning, I'm going to go watch this scene, even though I find it really hard to watch nature just because it's just being an empath. You just feel so, so much. And it was a reminder of that, you know, nature does that without even thinking. That whale didn't even know who this female whale was, but he just came and helped her anyway. And he knew she was going to die and he waited until she did. He waited with her. And I just was like, you know, just it's a beautiful, the beautiful message in it about like she, you know, she was heavy with emotion. She was. And that's what we can feel like in life. You know, the emotions can really make us feel like we're drowning and we can't breathe. But just have that person with us to bring us to the surface, to breathe, to just let, like set yourself free. And like for me, I feel lighter because I've been letting those emotions go, feeling the anger, allowing the anger to come up and go, hey, what do you want to say? Well, I'm pissed off at this or this made me really angry okay, great. Can we let go of that? Can we surrender now and just like let that go? And yeah. And now I feel so much lighter. So I just, I wanted to share that because it just happened this morning. And I just thought it was beautiful. And thank you for listening. Oh, a, oh, such a sumptuous reflection of almost like a, a trilogy of responses where we've talked about the blessings and, and really seeing the love and the bounty and the support. And then I spoke about going into that base kind of primal animal self and you were talking about really using the voice to really call out and ask for help and really allow other people to show up for us. Um, so deeply moving. Uh, I can really 
um, feel your heart as you express something that's so deeply touched you and what an incredible husband to um, be so devoted to sharing the stories that we get to to receive here today as well yeah like he said I'd, I'd text him straight after I said oh my god I've just listened to that bit about the whale and he said and that's what makes me keep going to do what I do because it makes him so inspired and I said it inspires me too to keep being who I am with kindness and giving without expecting to receive just giving because I can you know I can give and giving to myself so the more I give to myself I can give out and also the blessings that the deeper I meet myself the deeper I can meet other people and I've always loved that quote you know you can only meet people as deeply as you've met yourself and the invitation to go deeper the invitation to see yourself on a deeper deeper level it might not be nice it might be uncomfortable and it most of the time it is uncomfortable when you start to go into the doorway of anger, go into the doorway of grief and despair and resentment. It's very uncomfortable. But in the uncomfortable, we grow and we heal. And I have got a good support network around me and I'm very grateful for that. And I think that's what I love about you, Lisa, is that space. Like I was in a room full of strangers. I only knew Sarah, you know, like off just once or twice meeting Sarah and being in that room with those women and just being able to just speak my truth and not feel shamed or not feel judged. And isn't that what we want to create now? Because we've been through that, like you mentioned earlier, with that's happened to us when we were like, you know, back when we were witches and we were just, we lost that faith in each other. And that's why I like bringing communities together and being in that community feel because it's like we're holding each other, like we've got our arms around each other and we're saying, I see you, I hear you, I'm here for you, I love you. And it just, you creating those spaces were just what I needed in those moments. So thank you so much. So beautiful to hear. And we do, I can really see setting up this juxtaposition where, as you said, the more deeply we meet ourselves, right, we're able to meet others, but it's almost like the more we can be fully present to what we're going through, we can actually show up and community contributions in a far more expansive way and I feel like everyone's either on one end of the polarity are they more deeply showing up for their community which is what I can really hear for you or more deeply showing up for themselves and really meeting their own emotions and moving through them so I I really love this emphasis on creating a new vehicle to move through from some of the betrayal that I think is very um as you said, with some of these witch wounds that, you know, I've been really listening to this conversation a lot. And as an ex-Christian, it's it's not a conversation I've spent very much time in and I, I don't really feel very qualified to speak on it, but women are inviting me into this conversation by saying that my body liberation, my authenticity, my way of showing up is really showing them that there is safety now for everyone to be in their truth. And I feel like that's a really encouraging vision for us to hold. And I can feel you holding that. It's really mm. beautiful. Thank you. I have two questions for you before we finish. And the first one is, what is a challenge that you've been through recently or, you know, in the past year that you've moved through? And how did you move through it? You know, just to inspire others. And the second question 
where do you see the future for this type of work? You know, I was talking to a lady about this last week about, you know, people working on the trauma now and, you know, a lot of modalities out there to help people move through and heal. Where do you see the future in that? Okay. Well, probably one of my biggest challenges is that my desire to create community has actually caused me to face a lot of backlash and a, a personal experience of feeling betrayed by people who were in the community who spoke about me in a way that I didn't feel reflected the truth and the sincerity of what I was bringing. And that was a very confronting. It's been four years of leading feminine business leadership community. And I have had like I've definitely been called in to advocate there's been moments of racism there's been you know moments of prejudice against certain people from different experiences and none of that has felt challenging for me until someone made it personal and it was a big challenge like you're saying with the heaviness of that resentment and sense of hurt that can emerge I really trained myself to keep opening my palm um, every time I would feel the anger rise and the rage rise of my intention not being acknowledged and not being respected, um, really playing the game of I refuse to allow this resentment and bitterness to build up in my internal system. And I think that's the real game for us is that the more we can mature through the beauty of life gifting us these experiences you know, it was kind of six weeks of kind of like actively and I'd feel my hands like holding on and the fire in your belly rises up and you're almost breathing in your body with that sense of betrayal, devotion to myself to not be a channel of resentment, right, to not be prolificating that emotional resonance in the world, to really meet myself with the grace and compassion, but to hold, you know, other people in grace and compassion that obviously to perceive that they don't know who I really am. And that's the risk we take to show up in the world. And it's the risk that a lot of women can avoid where they don't want to show up transparent and clear and true because they will face ridicule and criticism. But for me, what I now hold in my body is that it is worth it, that being misunderstood is far less dangerous than the privilege of being heard, understood, respected, and received. That there's no comparison. It's kind of like 5% to 95%, the level of expansion I've received and the huge love and appreciation that I've kind of expanded my capacity to kind of witness and breathe in and allow other people to shower me in that that is worth facing a little bit of backlash and having some people misunderstand you. And I wish that someone had offered that to me because it's allowed me to stand very boldly in who I am. So the future for me is really intentionally placing myself near people and in environments who have that strength of character to hold others in grace and to really expand the contribution of everyone else. There's no one in my world that requires me to contract. All that I allow into my sphere are people who are so rooted in the truth of who they are that they can encourage and support and champion my continued expansion in the world. And I, I want to remind anyone listening to this that you do have a choice and that that might look like loss, 
But for me, it's it's not actually loss. It's about shedding the version of you that thought that was acceptable and making way for something where you realize how truly worthy and deserving you actually are. What an inspiration you are, though, like just to listen to that because no matter what you do in life, you are going to have the backlash, aren't you? It's like I experienced it today, you know, a very minor thing, but I've made some personal decisions in my life that benefit me and someone didn't like that and I've got to stay true to what benefits me and my family and my values and also yeah the trigger was there a little bit you know I've I've, she's not happy with something and that's okay she's seen it through her perception and again I give grace back I just say I'm really sorry you feel that way I'm doing what's best for me and my family and it just feels very liberating and very empowered to move through life where no matter what you do, no matter what choices you make, you're always going to get backlash. You're always going to get someone who doesn't agree with you. And that's the whole point is that look at the people in our past. I always use Jesus as an example because I'm an ex-Christian, you know, and he still inspires me because, you know, he still was inspiring people on the cross. You know, we look at all of the people in our past and they, no matter what they did, they were ridiculed, you know, and they stood out from the crowd, but they made others feel uncomfortable. And that's the whole point of like, if I'm triggering someone, that's a blessing. You know, that's a blessing for you to go, Hey, you know what? She makes me feel uncomfortable because there's something in me that needs to be worked on. And that level of self-awareness that I want to teach people, that's a big thing I'm working on is like teaching people to be self-aware. When a client messages me and say, you know what, this happened today. I was triggered with my husband or my kids or whoever. And I knew where it came from and I rectified it. And I just felt so empowered because I did that. And I'm just like clapping and just like you just said, the word champion. I champion them to just congratulate them for doing that. And I think what you've just said, Lisa, is so, so relevant and so important because you are standing out. You are a bright light. And unfortunately, that is going to, the moths are going to come and be attracted to all of us. And that's okay. It's okay. And the more that we grow and the more that we shine, the more, the more moths come, unfortunately. And it's just, we've got to just keep, stay. I always say, follow your true north. Always follow your true north because it always leads you home to who you are. And I think that's beautiful how you answered that. So thank you for sharing that with me. Oh, welcome. And I kind of want to add that, that yes, the moths are going to come, but so are the butterflies. And I feel like I wish I had really known how much support and how much camaraderie and sisterhood I would be fortunate to receive back by standing out and facing a couple of moths. You've got this cacophony of hundreds of butterflies who are owning more of who they are and all of their colors because you went first. And so for anyone that needs that encouragement, that it can be really hard to not be liked as a woman. This is one of the emotions that I think we avoid the most and why we can really turn into nice girls and agreeable, permissible, willing, service-orientated women is that we don't want to not be liked. And I go, are you prepared to be loved? Are you prepared to be respected? And are you prepared to receive that deep sense of belonging? 
by having other people rejoice in who you actually are. Like I want to hold up that rainbow for anyone else that needs that encouragement right now. I love that. I love butterflies. They're so beautiful. There's plenty around at the moment, which is just so nice to see. They tend to come out when the sun's shining though, because the rain must be quite heavy for them. I've noticed yeah. there's a few out today and I'm like, good for you. Getting some uh, rays while you're flying around the garden. I spent some time in the garden yesterday, just sat with that because I've been putting my phone away and I've got myself a watch so I can monitor, you know, messages. And I spoke about this on the podcast prior to us chatting, Lisa, and I spoke about how phones can be very, you know, addictive. And the last five days I've put my phone away and I've been having those withdrawals as you would with an addiction, you know, and it's been really interesting to just be able to sit outside on my beautiful porch, which this I manifested this home, my dream home. I'm sat on my porch listening to the birds and seeing other birds coming that I'd not noticed before in the area and not have my phone around and just being so present. And it's been absolutely beautiful to just witnessing the butterflies come in. And yeah, it's uh, it's been beautiful. And this conversation has been beautiful. Oh, my heart's joyful too. Thank you so much for this beautiful opportunity to collaborate and co-create with you for this incredible conscious conversations podcast that you're bringing into the world you really are a ray of light Pippa and I feel really fortunate to know you and to bask in your presence today too you too I'm really grateful I really hope you've enjoyed this episode guys I really just hope you've taken some beautiful wisdom and guidance from our conversation today as always, if you have any feedback or you'd like to leave a review, it's always welcomed because it just helps me to reach this podcast to more people. So if you could leave a review, that would be really, really, really great. And I'm just sending you all the love from New Zealand and take care and always be gentle with yourself. Bye, guys. Since 1977, Omega Institute in New York's beautiful Hudson Valley has hosted some of the best spiritual teachers and social visionaries sharing their messages of hope, healing, and transformation. On the Dropping In podcast hosted by Emmy Award-winning producer Callie Alpert, you will enjoy in-depth interviews and conversations with people like Pema Chodron, Jack Kornfield, John Kabat-Zinn, and many others on the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Also, check out the video series on Spotify.